live from Boston, where the Red Sox just won a series, but also Iowa, because that's where Hogdale is, and I assume upstate New York, because that's that's where Tim is. Uh, it's the Pesky Report. It's uh, episode 200. How are we at 200? I guess... I guess we do like three episodes a week, so like that adds up in a hurry. But yeah, we're at episode 290, brought to you by uh, Beyond the Monster, that uh, Chris Henrik uh, baby that has gotten him Red Sox press credentials and Andrew Parker uh, to be a regular name in Nesson Plus Blue Sox broadcasts. Uh, you know, check out Beyond the Monster if you haven't yet. I feel like we always say brought to you by Beyond the Monster. We never actually explain what it is. Uh, Let's uh, gas Beyond the Monster up. There, there are so many monster-related blogs, but they're, they're <laughs> the one you could be following. Uh, and they're certainly one of the more safe-for-work ones. Let's just let's just put it that way. Uh, but yeah, I'm joined today by uh, by what what the Iowa Enigma is that the nickname for you? Are you that enigmatic, Hogdale? I feel like you're pretty like. I don't know. I like the nickname. It has like a nice ring to it, but like I don't know. You're like a pretty upfront and uh, straightforward kind of guy. <laughs> True. Uh, yeah, we're we're just really questioning the foundation of everything that makes our characters up. Now this episode is going to get existential, fellows. Let's buckle yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, this is the existential uh, episode, which is when we break down. Also, why why is Timmy hardcore so hardcore? Well, it's because he's really he's not. He's like the nicest guy in the world. Uh, but we call him that. That's that's uh, it's like calling a fat guy slim, you know, or a skinny guy fat, you know, or uh, yeah, that's you, you see what I'm going. How are you, Tim? I'm uh, I'm OK. I'm OK. How are you guys? Wow. Do I sound OK to you? I don't know. I Maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe... <laughs> Wait, no, no. I'm just asking. How are you guys? Tim, you're really brimming with energy. You know, everyone really brimming with energy today. We're going we're to bring it to the show. All right. Hold on. Yeah. I got yeah, you. We're really. We're really great. You know, we should be bringing it, though, because the Red Sox, um, after a bunch of people said the season was over uh, because they lost, what was it? What, what was the series that they lost? I don't even remember. Oh, yeah, they got swept by the Blue Jays. Was that a weekday or a weekend series? I don't. Did oh, we the do Blue that Jays? one? The Blue Jays, that was our that series. One. That was our series. Yeah, that was our series. So the week they had a good series. They had three out of four against the Royals. You know, maybe this Pablo Reyes Grand Slam. That must have been fun to be covering. But, um, you know, we got we got two out of three. Um, and we're going to we're going to talk about that. So game game one. Uh, now, did you guys watch this series? How many how many of the games did you guys watch? Uh, I watched both wins. Uh, I caught the loss and uh, the last one. OK, but not the first game. Sadly not. Okay, so I didn't watch The Loss. I forget what... Oh, no, I had friends come over, and we watched the Venture Brothers finale movie, and then we watched Zarnaz, which is you guys should You guys should watch that. But, uh, yeah, game one, they beat the Tigers. Chris Sale uh, uh, came back from the dead and absolutely shoved. He was perfect for his first four innings, gave up a home run. That was the one hit he gave up, struck out seven. Uh, how did... How, do you guys think Sam was really back, or do you think it was just because it's the Tigers and the Tigers are terrible? Uh, you go first, Tim. Um, if I remember correctly, weren't the Tigers one of the teams that beat him up earlier in the year? Uh, I, I believe I, the Red Sox did get the win, but yes, they were a team that uh, got some runs off of him. I believe Jake Rogers homered off of him and some other not-so-good stuff happened. 
I mean, I, I feel like encouraging because of his last start against the Tigers, but I don't want to say he's back yet just because not a dig at Chris Taylor or anything, but you know it's baseball freak stuff happens. So give me like three more starts and he's back. Yeah. I mean, like literally with his luck, it's like fucking he's going to trip over his shoelaces and fracture his orbital bone. Like this is not – it's not without, you know, merit to suggest that that may potentially happen. How do you think Chris Sale feels about being um, considered so fragile? He seems like Awful. a guy that really likes to pitch. Like, that's got to be tough being. Like, do you think? You can just tell by his interviews, like, because everyone's constantly asking him, how is rehab? How is rehab? And he's just sitting over again like it fucking sucks. Like, yeah. so I guarantee you he feels awful about There's it. There's so many, like, questions of how much, you know, like, hey, how's rehab going before you're like, well, you know, I don't really know much about how my rehab's going. All I know is that my Glock I keep is looking really tasty. Like, fucking, it's just, it's terrible, man. I, I do not envy him at all. Like, fucking, dealing with that many injuries, it sucks being in pain. Like, I don't think anyone likes being in pain. And, like, fucking... So he has to deal with like these awful injuries. Got to deal with Red Sox fan, fan, Red Sox fans chirping him about not being able to stay healthy and how much of an overpaid bum he is. Like, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of times where it's uh, it's not great being Chris Sale, and uh, I'm happy that he's coming back and he's shoving. I don't know if he's back or not, but I'm enjoying him while he's here. Yeah, that's sort of where I'm at with it, too, where it's like anything you get at this point is kind of bonus. I thought he was done uh, for the season when they put him on the 60 day. So him coming back for the stretch run, if he can, you know, if he can really provide anything, uh, which he did do, you know, he did. I wonder if they're going to continue using him in more of like a bulk role. I feel like the way the team is right now, it's almost better set up for that, where you can have a bunch of these guys that go like four or five innings. You know, you have, uh, and we'll talk about that a little more, but you have some other guys. uh, so in that game, uh, some other stuff that happened. Um, let's see. Trevor Story had two hits. Uh, Pablo Reyes had another two-hit game. And I think the biggest hit of that game was actually uh, Tristan Cassis, who um, he went one for three, but it was a three-run homer that uh, kind of put the Red Sox on top. And, uh, I mean, they were up one nothing, but they really didn't look back after that. Uh which was good because Sale got hit the next inning a little bit. And, um, you know, we got to see the the debut of Kyle uh, Bearclaw, or Bearclaw, however you pronounce it. Uh, he struggled a little bit initially when he came out of the pen and then shut down the second inning. Um, that's a guy that was the closer for the Marlins for a little bit. He's reinvented himself as a pitch-to-contact type. Um, saw him pitch a bunch in AAA. Um, he looks hittable, but they don't hit him that well he's throwing like 90 91 but i guess like it's just keep keeps people off balance enough that they don't make good contact so he you know he got uh he got not dfa he got optioned after the series to make room for garrett whitlock but uh, or on sunday to make room for garrett whitlock but he definitely uh he you know he definitely showed some use there uh and then we got three a three inning save out of chris murphy um and this actually coincided a little bit with uh, finding out that Julie Rodriguez has some ongoing hip issues, and it sounds like he's going to miss the rest of the season. Um, I got to tell you, at this point, they don't really need him. They've got, no. yeah, they've got Bibble, Brabo, Blibbo, and they've got um, <laughs> they've got Chris Murphy. Those are the two lefties that you need. Uh, yeah, we, we have enough lefty bullpen help. Yeah, which I mean, like, it sucks. Yeah, I like Julie, but. He, we don't need him. Like the two innings we saw him healthy for, he was electric. Like I get why they signed him, 
but I, you know, I think he has a team option. I would pick up on it at this point. You've got Brandon Walter. That's three guys that you know can stay healthy. Is it really worth the, the money on that? 100%. And like, even with him going down, like, uh, you know, more and more people working themselves on their way back. Like, uh, we know Zach Kelly isn't, like, he potentially isn't super far away. He's working himself back. And that's a right-handed bullpen arm that they actually do need. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I got a hot <laughs> scoop about that, that he's uh, been throwing. And he's going to be back on uh, – he's going to be – he's throwing again last Friday. And he's – they're eyeing – I think if he said if he had it his way, he'd be back early September. They're eyeing a mid-September return. So considering how bad it looked for him, too. And that's a guy that has um, – I believe it's the second best horizontal movement on his changeup in baseball. The only guy with more is Devin Williams on uh, Milwaukee. So, like, that's a guy with uh, that can definitely help them if he can uh, come back to anywhere near where he was when he left. Uh, so that was game one. Man, when we get to the trust meter, the, the, that's where I'm kind of saving the bullpen talk for because um, I feel like that was the big revelation this series. So that was... You know, that was game one. Then game two happened, which um, I missed for the aforementioned reasons. It was kind of, you guys think Brian Mayo is tired? Because I, I think Brian Mayo is tired. I think it's I think it's another case of a day game blues. He he just can't pitch well when, when the sun's out. It's when the lights are bright at night, we get the best of Brian Mayo. It does I, I don't, seem I, that way. I mean, I he's probably tired too, but I really think there is something there with like the night and day stuff, and I don't know what it could be, but the numbers show it. Yeah, maybe he's just uh, he just sleeps a lot, and like he gets grumpy or cranky or something when he has to get up too early. <laughs> Throw him out of I his mean, Bale, like he, he, obviously still a young guy. It's his first full year as a starter. Could he be wearing down? Yeah, potentially. Like to me, like it doesn't seem like that's the issue though. It, to me, it seems like uh, it according to like all like the stats and usages and, and you know, things that the nerds like to point to, like he hasn't really trusted his, his breaking stuff as much lately. He's been really just like hard going in on sinkers and fastballs, which is like, those are good enough pitches from him. But like what makes him special, like is his off speed stuff. Like is his change up is his fucking, his slider is usually good enough, but uh, as of late, his slider has been very hittable. It's, it's one of those things where it's like he needs to get in the lab with Dave Bush, you know, figure it out. Like, let's, let's you know, crank it out here, figure out what's going wrong. Like, you know, and pull Hogdale, together. Hogdale, to your point, he's been working on, like, that cutter, too, which they've yeah. been hitting that around when he's been trying to, like, throw it. I think the cutter is something more of that he needs to work on when he's throwing, like, bullpen sessions until it looks good enough to the point where you can throw it in, like, live bullpen against your teammates to see where it's at. Like, I don't hate him, like, working on a cutter at all. Like, it's it's just such an effective pitch for almost anyone who uses it in the bigs. It's like, yeah, work, keep working at it. But, like, I don't know, man. You've got good pitches that you can use in-game right now while you've got that thing in development. So maybe way off a bit for now and just focus on that in the bullpen sessions. I wonder if that's something that they'll approach with him during the offseason also. Just, I don't know. Um, so yeah, they dropped that one six two. It was mostly off Bayo. He gave up two home runs, got out pitched by to be fair, uh Matt Manning looked really good. Uh that's a guy who's you know, been one of these 
people that was a top prospect. Uh, I think he was a top 10 in baseball. He was the ninth pick in the draft in 2016. He's just never been able to put it together for an extended time. He keeps much like hurt. every top prospect on the Tigers, except for Riley Green. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, kind of depressing. But yeah, Riley Green is There's a guy that... Uh, I mean, Torkelson did pretty well, too. He went four for four in this game, game two. Hit, uh, hit a home run. Uh, he's up to 18 homers. Kerry Carpenter went two for four with two home runs. They, they really beat up on the Red Sox. I guess Justin Turner hit a home run, so I guess people were concerned he was just going to be dead weight with like that heel injury or the bone bruise or whatever it is, but he seems to be... Uh, He's still hitting. Uh, how how important is Justin Turner to the Red Sox lineup? Where would you rank, like, let's say, the, the top three most important people in the Red Sox batting order this year? Where's Turner? Two. I feel like two I is mean, fair. Yeah, based on, like, the entire year, like, that's probably fair. Like, Rafi's obviously always should be number one. Yeah. Even in a, a down year by his standards, he's still by a, f- a fair margin number one. Uh, I feel like I feel like three's been a rotating door. Yes, but yeah. I feel like with I feel like with Story back now, we have our defined three. I disagree with that. I don't think Story's necessarily the three. I think Cassis might be. That's Cassis is so good. That's, that, 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 that's why we sleep on uh, like talk about Spencer Torkelson is because he's like a way worse Tristan Cassis. But, but <laughs> yeah, but Cassis yeah, still I'm, doesn't have it. He just doesn't have it. Shut the fuck up, Tim. There's like one dude <laughs> in like all of my comments. The whole just, whatever he's like, I'll put something about Dalvik and he'll be like, finally a real first baseman. And it's like Bobby Dalvik doesn't even play first base for Worcester. He plays like everywhere except first base. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's not gonna play first base because that's no. Tristan Cassis's spot. You he's a better right fielder than he is a first baseman. <laughs> That's not even an exaggeration. He's not terrible and right. He's not great no, at it, but he's not dude, terrible. If you sort the league leaders in WRC Plus this year, Tristan Cassis is on the first page. Yeah. <laughs> like, fucking, he's amazing. He's so it's... good. Oh, man. I agree, though, that um, we're going to get to story in a second. I think, is there anything else about Game 2 that we need to talk about? Because I... I don't care about games that they lose. I don't think anyone asked about game two. Yeah, I don't think game (laughs) two actually happened. True. It might not have. I counted... uh, That might just be a typo in Lewin's losses there, you know? All right, so that's going to bring us to game three because we don't give a shit anymore. Uh, (laughs) Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. uh, It's just going to load on my screen and I'm going to talk about it. Um, So yeah, it was our old pal, uh, (laughs) Skeddy Eddie Rodriguez, uh... Turned out a trade uh, to the to the Dodgers to stay in, in, in the happy family city of Detroit, uh, and you know uh, the Red Sox did a number on his ERA, which is still pretty good. He's having a good year. His ERA after giving up six runs in five innings is three point one three. So you know he's still doing solid. But Eddie is a fucking Red Sox double agent. Like this series really just like cemented that fact. <laughs> If he opts out of his contract, I would not yes. be opposed to them signing him. Uh, the Red Sox yes. signing him back, honestly. Yes. Yes. Well, yes they yes. need a middle of the rotation arm. He is well, that. I think that they need two rotation arms. That's the thing. People are talking well, they about need... how, like, oh, we need the ace. We need the ace. Yes, they do need the ace. They need. They need somebody that can go up in the front with Bayo, and so you don't have to depend on Sale returning to like 2017 Sale. Um, yes. So they you need. Do, a but they also need. They also, yeah, I mean, if Garrett Whitlock is going back, which we'll talk about in a second, if he's going back to the pen, if Tanner Howe plays better as a reliever, 
if Cutter Crawford plays better as a reliever, you need somebody that can eat up innings, you know? Um, like I was saying in our like, group chat the other day, like they realistically are probably going to need like three to four starters, like realistically. It just depends on how you see the other guys. And I think that that's like realistically, I think you're right, but it's where do you get that second guy? I think the first one, you do have to go for a true frontline guy. It, you know, either like, mm-hmm. um, Yamamoto, Nola, Urias, um, maybe a Blake. I don't really consider Blake Snell quite the same level as them, but no. you know, if you get a Blake Snell, you can convince me that between him, Sale, and Bayo, one of them will step into the role. But you still need somebody, um, somebody else. And the question is, do you go after your Erod, or do you try a reclamation project? A guy that's you know, like not even necessarily a Michael Lorenzen who's going to be a free agent next year, because I think is more of like a, a steady number four type but like you know like a Luis Severino who's having kind of a crap year but there might be more in, in that arm than uh than what we've seen and, and we, Jack, all know, we also all know how much Hyam likes to stick it to the Yankees so. inject Jack Flaherty into my veins I would love Jack Flaherty in Boston see all those options that you have uh, both presented uh understandable uh reasonable at the same time the next year is going to be like the start of the Red Sox actual co- competitive window. Like, like, Hey, this is our world series window now. Yeah. Uh, instead of getting one ace, uh, why, why would you compromise? Why don't you go to your newly loaded farm system and go trade for Corbin Burns too? I mean, that'd be cool. I would not have <laughs> seen that the Reds. I wonder what if, what if, what if that whole trade, that whole Hunter Renfro for David Hamilton and Jackie Bradley Jr. and Alex Benellis <laughs> to lull them into a false sense of security. Just to open so the lines of communication. I Bloom came knocking again. <laughs> oh, this guy's an idiot. We'll rip him off. And then Greater Bonici and like a bag of Cracker Jacks and some like really fresh plantains and those are sent over and they get Corbin Burns in return. All like, I'm saying like, is uh Burns, Yamamoto, Bayo is a pretty good one, two, three. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Yes, it, it is. And I don't realistically think that that's going to happen, but based on you know, what it would be pretty cool if it did. How much money do they got next year? What are the Brewers going to do? Are the Brewers going to be good next year? Are they really going to be competitive? I don't know what the Brewers are going to do. They have like the best, Prospect not named Jackson Holiday in uh, in baseball. True, but you know? they're also broke boys who don't like fucking paying anybody. And Burns, this clock is ticking. Hogdo, is this source that you have in the room with us? I didn't say anything about a source. I'm just saying, like, hey, you're the Boston Red Sox. Look at all these resources you have available to you. If we're gonna load up for a World Series window, let's load up for a fucking World Series window. Can I, <laughs> yeah, I, question, can I ask you a question though? What's up? Because, because I'm not saying I disagree with you, but Corbin Burns expiring contract next year. Do you want to pay two arms big money? Because that can be a big risk. I mean, t- knowing knowing that you have to pay Bayo too, you're gonna end up having to pay Bayo. Yeah, do it. Pay all three. Fuck it. Okay, it's not how your money. How much is Yamamoto commanding? He's I've heard. Um, I mean, we, we don't know how much he's gonna pay. Yeah, like, that's the thing. Up. It's like fucking. I don't know. Like sales contract is obviously coming off the books. Like the mo- the most pricey contract you have on the roster is obviously Raffy. Like fucking in terms of like again, like what dudes are paying, and again, this is gonna be your World Series window, so you're gonna be blowing past that luxury tax threshold anyway. Like fucking okay, we'll we're overpay a guy for a couple of years. Hey, if we if we need to reload in four or five years, then we'll figure out how to shed the salary then. Gives a fuck. Okay, that's fair. I just I don't 
like I, I think it's easier to say because it's not us that it would like backfire on and we get the criticism for and it's like not our money to like fuck well, the thing is, I understand like fucking they're probably not going to go out and get Otani because he's a fucking giant like understandable yeah. whatever he's going to command like 60 million a year like whatever 50 60 million a year you know maybe the, the Red Sox don't want to cough that up when they want to do a bunch of other things completely understandable uh, the, the Red Sox have the financial might to fucking effectively do whatever they want <laughs> Like in a competitive in a World Series all in window, they can effectively do whatever they want. <laughs> they can do also, what the Dodgers did for like a lot of years, where it's like, hey, the like the three best uh, players on the market, yeah, they're ours now. They, they're Dodgers. Okay, remember when Manny Machado was a Dodger? Yeah, yeah, he was sure fun. was. That she sure was a Dodger that one year. <laughs> hey, Max Scherzer, Trey Turner, they were Dodgers, huh? <laughs> yeah, I do. They don't really resign any of these guys. It seems like like who's the last one that they like really held on to long t- term? Mookie. Or thing is that wasn't a yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, just him. Mookie. It's just yeah. <laughs> they went with him and they they signed Freddie Freeman long term and that's it. That's a free agent. But like yeah, in terms of guys they traded for like yeah. I mean, to be fair, those two are both like they're big time MVP candidates. It's like the NL has some really freakishly like interesting races there like Acuna, Olsen, Betts, Freeman like those are all all have like pretty legit it's crazy MVP. that Olsen yeah. and are on the same fucking team and are both having MVP caliber seasons yeah. oh yeah but then also Mookie and Freeman are on the same team so yeah for any time insane year let yeah. me check his fucking his numbers right he's now he's gonna be a 2020 guy he's gonna be a 2020 first baseman he's got 21 homers and like 16 uh stolen bases right now that's nuts. That's insane. Yeah. Man. He's got 5.3 war already. Get the yeah, first got like baseman get out of here. Yeah. Like, it's, he's having his, the best season of his career right now. He's at the height of his powers. And Matt Olson is making the Braves not feel that bad about this. That, yeah, I yeah, love the, that, um, the crazy part is, is like it worked out for everyone involved except for, surprise, surprise, the Oakland Athletics. Nothing ever works out for the Oakland I had a buddy visiting from, uh, from Oakland uh, this past weekend. And she was just like, I I'm I just got into baseball and I'm so sad they're already getting rid of the team here. <laughs> Dude, you know what's the thing about Mookie? Like that's some uh, I just think is annoying. It's because years ago it's like people like projected fucking injuries on him for a guy that had never been hurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they're well, like, oh, but he's his frame, he'll yeah. absolutely get hurt. Like he's he the same for as fucking Willie Mays. How much did Willie Mays get hurt? Yeah, exactly. Like, you like, think Willie Mays was like slight. a six foot five killing machine no like yeah. and look at mike trout like he's bulky as shit he gets hurt all the time like fucking mookie man it's just fucking it, it, it genuinely makes me sick that he's gonna go into canton or not canton fucking i'm i'm in the clouds i'm literally in the clouds he's gonna go into cooperstown as a fucking dodger and i'm gonna kill myself you know what's worse <laughs> about that though honestly is that you cannot talk about mookie in any way shape or form without getting somebody flipping their shit about the fact that he was traded and True. It's not that it listen, listen. I still hate the Mookie trade years later. <laughs> oh no, I wouldn't have done it. I I, I would not have done it. Uh, but one, it was four years ago. Two, it was four years ago. Three, <laughs> it was four years ago. Find something fucking else to talk about. Jesus True. Fucking Christ, especially when it's not like this is the worst trade any team has ever made. Like look at, look at look at the Red Sox trading freaking uh, 
uh, Jeff Bagwell for Larry Anderson for like a year and three months. You know, it's a future Hall of Famer for a random reliever. Or you can reverse that and have the Mariners giving the Red Sox Derek Lowe and Jason Veritek for Heathcliff Slocum. Like at least Alex Verdugo and Connor Wong are players. Have been good players for multiple years now. Well, at Vertigo, Verdugo, multiple years. You could you could argue over how good he's been. He has been a starting right fielder. He had. I, I don't know if it is still the case, but for most of the season, he's had the highest B-War on the team. I know Bayo crept ahead of him for a little bit, but I think the last start might have taken him below that. There are there are worse trades than that. And look at also what the other alternative is. They don't trade him and he leaves. Look at what might happen with Otani now, where they went all in with him to win and have I think they're below 500 now. But see, like that's the thing, though. It's like fucking... Like, with an entire, like, Mookie situation. Like, obviously, yeah, people, like, uh... You, you don't need to bring it up every five minutes. Like, okay, we get it. Like, fucking... I should, I don't think he should have been traded either. Like, fucking... But I just, like, the, the anchor at Haim has just always been so misdirected when it was so clearly a John Henry decision. Like, fucking... Like, the owner didn't want to pay him, man. What do you want? Like, fucking... Hey, guys, I'll, I'll, did, did you know Mookie Betts was traded, like, four years ago? I did not. I was not not made aware of this fact. I heard gotcha. that he he actually um, just got lost, and he's still on a Red Sox contract, but he's badly colorblind and he can't read, and he thinks he's playing for the Red Sox, but it's actually the Dodgers. See, I, I get really annoyed because people are like, he was never signing in Boston, which I'm sorry, unless like you're just directly calling him a, a liar. Literally every year since then, he's been like, yeah, man, I wanted to be a Red Sox for life. I would have signed there forever. He just wanted to take the max amount possible. Like he wanted to test for agency and fucking take the most amount, which I mean, was his right. See, I, I am one of those people though that thinks that he was never particularly comfortable here, and it's it's a body language thing. It's a like look at him, look at how happy he seems in the Dodgers. He never really seemed that happy in Boston. Now maybe that's because he has enough money to buy a bathtub made of unicorn bones now, but probably. Yeah, I like I don't know. He just never seemed that com- I don't know. It was always it always seemed to me at least like a foregone conclusion that he was going to leave at some point. I just I don't know. I That's I, that's, I, that's the Nomar trade in you talking. What are- <laughs> oh, <laughs> True. Man. Oh, that's You know what, Tim? You know what? You want to hear something cool? What's up? I'm eligible now for the monetization on Twitter. <laughs> So I'm just going to post about Nomar all the time now because yes. those are always the stuff that gets the most hits for me. I just post his stats and I get like a hundred thousand views or whatever. Like that's gonna that's gonna pay for my wedding. That's all I'm saying. You could become like one of those like I know you don't follow the NFL, but like Dove Clenman or whatever he is, and just rip off. The- <laughs> <laughs> just rip off. what McLovin does. Who? Oh, I don't know. Shut <laughs> oh, the <yeah>. fuck. <laughs> All right, so we've got a little sidetracked with movie oh bets and Superbad. Uh, let's talk about games. No, three. let's have another one. Let's have our 20th referendum on the Mookie Betts trade. We've never talked about this before. Yeah, no, we've never talked about it. So Trevor Story won four for four with three triples. How do you like that? Man, I'm happy for two him, bases. He's really, he's really good. He completes this team. Like, this team looks so much, like, more fully formed with him in the lineup. It, Alex Cora now is like comfortable playing Duran and Cassis every day because his fucking lefty righty itch is scratched with story in the lineup. So fucking no, it's crazy. Like I, I don't have any complaints of them as a manager because he's playing his best players. What a novel concept. 
he's playing his best players, and it's mostly working. I, I don't. Good. I don't want to be that guy, but the clubhouse seems a lot happier with them around. The defense seems yeah. a little bit more shirt up in the infield. Absolutely. I'm not saying yeah. we might have a captain on our hands, but we might have a captain on our hands. If they gave Trevor Story the captaincy after not giving it to after not giving it to Xander for like eight years, that is not be only the that fucking funniest thing ever. What if not only that, but then when they like had like the telecast or like this where they like announce it and someone says like, "Well, why are you giving this to Trevor Story after two years? Xander Bogarts was here for so long, and hi, I'm just cuts him off and goes." Because fuck him, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> fuck him. Absolutely valid point by Heim if he were to make that point. I was saying this the other day. Um, I thought I was really going to miss Sander Bogarts. Um, and it's not that I like dislike him or anything like that now. I, you know, he's still, you can make a case that he is, and this is coming from a huge Nomar fan. You can make a case that, that Bogarts is the greatest shortstop in Red Sox history. Um, but yeah, I just, I just like, and this is even with like Yu Chang, I just haven't like really felt that strongly one way or the other about him not being here this year. Like I remember when the first year after Mookie left it, I mean, maybe that was partially because they were so objectively horrible, but it was just like, oh God, Mookie just having the time of his life with the Dodgers now. And then he wins the World Series that same year. Yeah. Maybe it's just because the Padres suck and like. Xander's probably going to need surgery at some point, so there's going to be a recovery time with that, um, like on his wrist. I don't, I don't know, but I just haven't really felt that strongly one way or the other with that. The, the funniest thing about Xander is that every time I look at his baseball re- reference page, he's been like hard stuck at two point seven WAR for like three months, which is oh. good. Like it's good. <laughs> that's it's a, a good season, but like I don't know. I feel it's, like I'm in the same boat as eleven you, years, like, two hundred eighty million dollars worth. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like I don't, I, I don't dislike Xander or anything. He was obviously never like one of my favorite players. Is like I had no problem expressing that in the group chat, as you guys know. But like, did I take him for granted when he was here? Yeah, of course. Am I willing to admit he was a really good player for the Red Sox, even though I don't think he was our best shortstop? Yeah, he was a good player. I but I don't really miss him. Like I'm a big Trevor Story fan. The offense has produced without him here. It's been better this year, and honestly. I, and I don't want to like come off the wrong way, but it seems like the clubhouse is in much better spirits this year than they were last year. Well, the young guys seem like they're actually a part of it this year, and that's sort of the direction this team needs to go. But when you like, I mean, and it's a reading between the lines thing with like Duran being just like you know kind of putting his foot in the mouth a little a little bit. But it seems like it was still it was a different team. It was still that 2018 core, even though some of them had moved on. And I think that we've kind of seen that swap off now i think that you know the future the future it's not i don't think it's going to be this year but it's getting close i think that we're, we're seeing the beginning of that new core in place and we're seeing what they're capable of and with a full year's experience under their belt it's going to be um i don't know like i'm excited for the see how the rest of the season plays out but i'd be lying if i said i wasn't excited for the future of this team and it's not going to be perfect but there's you can see the plan in place you I, can see exactly what they're doing i think our good friend brady said it best earlier on twitter today they're competing down the stretch this year which is important for these young kids and next year is kind of let's make the playoffs year yeah. but and i hate and i hate to be like that and keep pushing it one more year one more year but you really like baseball is hard i say this every time we record baseball is very hard you yeah. have to give it time. 
Yeah, and I think I'd rather them um, build it the right way than try to rush the process, and then you end up with the New York Mets and the San Diego Padres and, you know, the Mets <clears> now. I mean, granted, they did a great job getting, like, decent pieces back for their, like, uh, their veterans that they gave all that money to, but you can't buy a team. You just, it does like, you have to do both. You know, you have to have the core set up so that when you have one thing to put it all together, you can throw that money at that player without feeling bad about it. You can throw the, that, the, that prospect, um, the, 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 the prospect uh, collateral at the at the guys that you need. Um, yeah. So I th- I think that they're uh, well set up for the for the future. Yeah, the thing is, like with the with Xander and like the blocker room stuff comes into it because like in San Diego. Uh, has been the best this year. There also came saw a report the other day uh, out there about Fernando Tatis Jr. You guys see this at all? Like this uh, this Tatis article that dropped? No, I didn't know. It, it was kind of a a pretty big revelation. It basically like uh it came out that like uh, Tatis feels like fucking pretty much just like not less confident, unconfident because they moved him off shortstop. Like sure. they shoved him out into right field, and he's like, cool. "Well, I'm a shortstop," which I think is pretty easy to feel that way when you're looking at the dude who is playing shortstop, and you're like, "Well, I'm way better than him, like by a lot. I'm so much better than him. Why am I not playing there?" <laughs> you you got to think though that just like they had already brought in Manny Machado, who like was was that leadership figure and everything. Like it just Xander Bogarts to San Diego will never Why? not feel like the most random move to make. When they, they end up what uh, Hassan Kim also who's having a great year. Literally. Like it just, it's, it's a luxury. I, it, it's like buying uh, like a Lamborghini, but you don't actually have a bathroom in your house. <laughs> you know, That's so true. Oh my God. The, the Padres deserve nothing but failure, man. Like just terrible. You guys are all fucking clowns. Um, so anyway, back to the uh, back to the game. Um, just some other stuff that happened. We had another uh, not quite five inning outing. Cutter Crawford went four and two thirds. Didn't pitch badly. Didn't pitch great. Two uh, four and two thirds. Three hits. Two runs. Two earned runs. Uh, one walk. Two strikeouts. Gave up a home run to best name in baseball, Akil Badu. Uh, Brennan Bernardino bailed him out. Then we got the glorious uh, return of Garrett Whitlock, who did allow oh one other run, but otherwise didn't allow any base runners. Struck out three, looked really good as a reliever. Touch a 98 um, on the fastball. Yeah, I, I will say this coming from a full-on um, Whitlock starter uh, believer. If they can get the starters elsewhere, just keep him there. It's fine. You know, like he was decent as a starter, but... You know what's also you know what's better than being a decent starter, being healthy, and it's kind of like fool me once, shame on me. Fool you, fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three times, uh, let's fire high him. You know, like uh, <laughs> um, not that I'm saying they should do that for that reason. Like I would get it if they gave him one more go for it, but it's kind of like listen, if he can't pitch, then don't make him do it. And he might still get hurt as a reliever, but at least, like, we know he's done that for a full season and, like, been fine. And, you know, Kenley's got one more year on his contract. You're going to need someone to step into that closer role. Do I think Tanner Houck has the better stuff for it? Sure. But, you know, it's like, I, I, you know, you can eat you can eat steak and you can eat uh, shrimp, but you can eat have either, you know? It's the like thing the is about, like, uh, bullpen Garrett Whitlock is that debatably, like, uh, if he's at, like, his healthy peak, he's the best reliever on the team. Like, 
the dude, the dude when he had that full season as a reliever was so unbelievably just rock solid in the bullpen. Like they weren't even using him as a closer. That's the crazy. No, thing. <laughs> the reason it was a bulk guy, and like yeah. on the so odd occasion just... he closed. Yeah, but you can bring in somebody else to close. You can keep Henley around. You can keep Chris Martin around. You know, like there are a lot of options. Um, the, but you the have bullpen, it's one more weapon. The, the bullpen with Garrett Whitlock in it is so fucking gross, just disgustingly vile. Yeah. We're about <laughs> to touch into that, by the way. I just want to wrap up for this game. This is like um, one of the most hyped trust meters of the last hour. I know, um, but yeah, so we'll just rush through this then. Uh, Justin Turner hit another home run. Adam Duvall hit the big three-run homer. Um, bullpen locked it down. Chris Martin actually gave up three hits, but didn't give up any runs, so he uh, <laughs> dropped his ERA to 1.37, got his 20th hold. Kenley Jansen picked up his 27th save. Bing bong boom. Uh, yeah, Red Sox win 6-3. Um, so, you know, I we usually do the trustometer after we do the pitcher and player of the week. Let's just jump into the trustometer, Hogdale. Absolutely. I completely agree. The trustometer is. I got to tell you, this week. I've been doing the trustometer for over two years now. Um, and this is the strongest it's been, and it's not particularly close. Um, trustmeter is pinned, right? Yeah. Let's go. I it is believe pinned. I pinned this one. Woo! I hope I did. I'll be upset with myself if I didn't. This bullpen is hyped. It is the sub the subtitle of this uh, trust meter is Return of the King. Which is yeah. Extremely apt. I gotta yeah. say, uh, I'm a bit miffed uh, that you didn't add in a space, between, like a very massive space between eight and seven. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't want Like, it should be as wide as the fucking screen. Like, <laughs> listen, 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 listen. Read who it is and then I'll explain. Yeah, at number eight, I can't even believe this dude's still on the team. Fucking Mauricio Lovera. <laughs> yep. Um, I- I'm going to be honest with you. I actually think he has pretty good stuff. Um, I like his fastball. I like his slider. I don't do. I think he knows where it's going most of the time. No. Oh, no. But I can understand why they uh, why they went and got him. Um, and I hope that when he is um, uh, when he is DFA because he doesn't have any options left to make room for Tanner Houck, I. Hope Dude, that fucking, if Tanner Houck goes to the bullpen, this bullpen is fucking unreal. Like, because already at number seven is Chris Murphy. Yeah, yeah. and Murphy he just had 20... a three inning save in this series. Yeah, in twenty twenty two, Chris Murphy would be a would be a top two, like easily. This is insane. Like that's such, a, and that's not a bad placement yeah. at all. That's valid. Like, that's it is nothing valid. against Chris Murphy, who was freaking. On, and yes, it's the Tigers, but. Yeah, you know, there's still a major league team that he made look like a double A team. Yeah, so Chris Murphy at number seven. At number six, a guy who his back, he looks like his, you know, his former self, John Shriver. Like, yeah. Like our our best guy last year is who listen, he's not as good, not quite as good as he was last year. He got hurt. He's had a couple of rough outings, but he's still a solid. Like if you are, if he's in the seventh inning, are you going to be like, Oh shit, it's Schreiber. No, no, no we're not pretty going good. Robles there anymore. We're not going through a uh, burnt out Adam Adevino there anymore. Like we've got, we've got good depth relievers. I mean, like we just have good relievers period. Yeah. <laughs> like everywhere. Yeah. And number five got Bibble Bobble 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 Bob
Isn't it enough. wild that he's dropped that far without really doing anything wrong? He hasn't even had a bad game. <laughs> no, he's given up like a run here and there. It's just like the other guys are that much better. It's not like he's, and I'm not even, I'm counting Nick Pavetta as a starter. I don't know where the hell I would put Pavetta in all this. That's li- literally true. It's like, cause Nick Pavetta, like he's like a, he's a bullpen arm. Yeah. And like fucking like the loosest of terms. Cause he's yeah. throwing starter innings. Like, yeah. Like he's starting against Washington in this like upcoming series. So I don't know. He's a starter. Like, yeah, he's a starter. But, yeah, uh, Bernardino's been great. No complaints. Best lefty in the pen. Really, really good diamond in the rough find. Number four, Josh Winkowski. Like, again, it is extremely funny that he is at number four. (laughs) The thing with Winkowski is that if you go through the big four and tell me who's going to have the blow-up inning, he's my first guess because he does occasionally... It seems like he needs to have base runners on to be effective, and sometimes, like, it, it, he goes too far with it, and he has to let a couple of them score. I yes. love Wink. I love Wink, but he does like to do the occasional trolling. Yeah. I feel that. I do feel yeah. the occasional troll. Like as the Hans Anderlein's Red Sox bullpen. <laughs> the occasional troll. Throwing it in there, although I'm mostly solid. God, at number three, and he is back, the king himself, Garrett Whitlock. I mean, just great return performance. Like we said, touching 98 with his fastball. Fucking, he's really good, man. And like I said, and I don't even think it was exaggeration, like if he ends up being as good as he was in previous years in the bullpen, he he, he might end up as number one on the fucking trust meter by the end of the gonna year. It's going to be really tough for anybody to beat out Chris Martin right now on that, but spoilers. Uh, but yeah. it's the, the top three is really tough because the number two guy has been really good also yeah the number two and number one have been like fixed like stapled there for like the last two and a half months i feel like like maybe even longer like it's yet yeah, number two is kenley jansen he's he's he is who we thought he was he's a really good fucking closer uh foolish baseball has yet to beat the allegations about this he's trying to beat the masataka yoshida allegation that's failing at that too like really just a big l this year for foolish baseball uh red Sox takes and we, we absolutely love to see it. <laughs> Things that we love to see, yeah. Chris, God, Chris Martin is so good. Chris Martin Chris is number Martin one. Is so like, he's, if, I mean, we, he'd not be at number one if he fucked up, but he just doesn't do that. <laughs> he just, yeah. Not, he, Even the days where, like, he gives up a run, I'm like, you know what? Like, he earned that. He, Understandable. He earned that. Have a nice day. <laughs> now, it gets tougher with Whitlock there. Like, I don't... I don't know, like, I need to see a couple more outings out of Whitlock just to be like, okay, he's not going to hurt himself, but, like, if they're, if they're in a, let me put it this way, my one Red Sox source, when I commented about the bullpen the other night, said, all we need is, uh, all we need is five innings from our starters. Yeah. And you know what? Pretty much. Yeah, I, I, I Penn is it's stacked. No, like honestly, I people don't want to hear this. They're not going to want to hear this. But when you look at what they have right now, it makes sense why they didn't trade for another pitcher. It really does because Literally. you're going to have to take kick people off the forty man. Listen, man, like it's just fucking. Not even just that, but like, when's the last time they? had a bullpen this good 
It's been years. They haven't. It's why they keep going to bullpen. People complain about bullpen games, but it's like, yeah, yeah, they have a good bullpen. Why wouldn't you want to use that? It's, the, it's literally like fucking like uh, all those years people talked about like a Yankee Super Bullpen. Like Haim in one year has assembled a Super Bullpen. <laughs> yeah. And a, most of them are homegrown. I mean, you have the two like big guys, but Winkowski, I count Whitlock as being homegrown because he's a real five. Uh, yeah. Murphy, Bernardino was a scrap heap pickup. Uh, Walter is like the depth guy. They just traded for a couple other guys. I kind of like Nick Robertson. I know we uh, didn't see like uh, didn't see a ton of him, but I like that he's like a, a, a Clydesdale that they traded to throw a baseball. Like that's pretty cool. And then Hawks coming back and Zach Kelly's down the pipe too. So you know, yeah. What do you go with for the rotation if you have to do a five man? Who's going back to like what? What's your five? Because the other guys are going back to the pen. Uh, okay, so my five would be like Bayo Paxton. Uh, head's not working. <laughs> so obviously, Bayo Paxton, Paxton Sale. Those are the yeah, three Sale. Options. That's duh. That's okay. Then it's, I feel like, a choice of Pavetta, um, Hauk, Crawford, and um, I guess Whitlock's in the pen. So it's going to be a combination of the one, two of those three. I feel like I. I, I I just don't know how much they, they like Hauk as a starter going forward, man. Because, like, I don't mind if they want to keep him there for a bit, but he is just so good out of the bullpen, dude. And, like, we know Cutter Crawford's a good number five. I mean, I kind of like Pavetta Crawford, put Hauk in the bullpen, and then you just have the most disgusting bullpen in human existence. I like that as well, but I also kind of like Pavetta in the bullpen role where he comes out of the pen and then throws six it just seems like something clicks with him when he does well to me like you can keep doing that and like they'll say he's not one of the starting five but he is he's still like in your five-man rotation doing that you just have an opener for him (laughs) yeah i agree with what you're saying but like we let pavetta start the games but like he did last time he just runs out from the bullpen every yeah yeah Yeah, just do that that. that's a compromise that's called compromising tim i'm glad we did that this thing is like fucking this team, like for the first time in a long time, is gonna be fully healthy. Yeah. Like for like for like, I feel like the last year and a half, at least one or two guys have been injured at some point in the season. Yeah, and we can't just assume that they're gonna stay healthy for the stretch run, but it's a good I spot mean if they did <laughs> they're what, like three games out right now. That's surmountable. You know? Um, I, mean, I have to go grab my charger so you guys talk about something while I go and do that. I do think it's funny. Uh, I saw a video today from one talking Jake on his uh, his Wake and Jake podcast where he's talking about the AL wildcard race. And like I just saw in the uh, the, the thumbnail, like uh, mentions of like teams like Seattle or, you know, I like, talked about Toronto and other teams. And like there's a suspicious absence of the Boston Red Sox. So he was talking about like teams in the hunt and just yeah. decided. I don't want to mention the Red Sox. Didn't omit the he omitted the Boston Red Sox in his title. Maybe he talked about him in the show, but like, uh, you know, just count us out. Keep um, counting us out. Gotta say, it's almost like talking Jake's a Yankees fan. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> no, I'm just he may be a Yankees fan, but I love him. I no, love he's a, he's a good Yankees fan. Yeah, I will give you that. He's going with the sauce. What happened? Okay, I'm back. We talked about your massive hog. Oh. That's true. Hogdale. <laughs> oh my god. Classic yeah. Hogdale move there. So basically the, uh, after him. Terrible. The the big takeaway from this trust meter is that my god, this Red Sox pulpit is so fucking good. 
it's stacked and they're all controllable into next year, I think. Well, I think, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So they don't have to... They can, like, waste their reliever picks on guy, like, reclamation projects and see if you can get someone to hit there and sign a starter or two. And you're in you're pretty good this shape. Is a, this is a team that if they get in the playoffs, no one wants to play, man. Not a yeah. single fucking soul wants to play this Red Sox team in the playoffs. They're going to yeah. ruin your season. <laughs> it's house money if they if they do. Because, I mean, I know my prediction was 86 wins and they missed the playoffs. So, like, I'm still standing by that. But if they can find a way to get in... I like this team. I am really interested in seeing how they're going to do this series in um, up against the Nationals with Trevor Story a little more locked in. Um, and then we've got some tough ones, the Dodgers, the Astros. Like, they're going to be – it's not going to be easy. Like, it, it, it's not. But, like, the thing no, is, like yeah, they have two cupcake yeah. series left before it gets brutal. Like, they got the Nationals and they got the Yankees. And their last place team, they are by definition a fucking cupcake. Yeah, you know, so cope with that as you will, Yankee fans. Yes, <laughs> and, Yankee and they're fans currently totally in the process really of getting their fucking teeth kicked in by the Atlanta Braves, which I do think well, is very funny. Yes. Remember when the Red Sox swept the Braves and now there's like some Braves farmhand that comments on all of my stuff telling me that uh he he he, he talks to me he told me that he lost more money betting on Tariq Skubal uh than I will make in my <laughs> entire life. And yo, it, there's no way this is real. Cure no, your gambling um, addiction for the yeah, love I of said, God. Did, yeah, did you see that? I mean, you must have seen this, Hobby. I think you liked it. Like, I just put, I just posted a link to like a gambling <laughs> help thing. But he like he on. I muted him, but he keep. I, I won't block him because I know he keeps doing it. And like, it's bizarre. It's like it, it, it's like talking about your dick. If you're doing it yourself, then you're overcompensating. Dude, you're so insecure. Like, yeah. my God. Like, who the fuck talks about, like... Also, like, why would you brag about losing that much money? Like, yeah. that just... Hey, look, just, I have a crippling gambling addiction. Yeah. I owned you. <laughs> like, honestly, it was... Just, I, I literally... He, like, was talking about them being in last place, and I was like, they're not in last place. And then I was talking about how it was a good win, and he was like, oh, well, they're going up against school tomorrow, and uh, you uh, you clowns are, are going to be in for it. And then I was like, I can let this go, or I could dunk on him. And I decided to dunk on him after the after the Tristan Cassis uh, three run homer. I wrote that uh, I I think I retweeted it with the comment. Um, evidently, Tristan Cassis didn't get the memo, and he was <laughs> then, 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 then that was when he really had to let me know that I was ugly and uh, that I'm a dork. Like, he called me an ugly dork, which was like interesting. Uh, like it was very yeah. very high schooly, or like not even high schooly, like junior high schooly. In high school, people were way more passive aggressive, or they were just nice to me because they <laughs> grew up at that point. It was it was weird, man. But like that's Twitter for you. Twitter's wild. I'm gonna stop talking about it because nothing ever good talks about me talking about um, our uh, our Twitter content. I love Twitter escapades. Gotta love it. That guy's a fucking a sad sack. My God. I live for Twitter inter- Twitter interactions like that. It was Literally. pretty. pretty <laughs> we know you wild. do too. <laughs> yeah, you you absolutely do, and that's okay. It's a part of who you are. Uh, so let's talk about our uh, picks for the series. Who's uh, who's your big stick of the series, uh, Hogdale? Um, fuck it. I'm giving it to fucking Trevor. Trevor, he's back. My fucking yeah. king. I love Trevor Story, man. Good like series for Trevor, for T-Dog, or Trevor Cassis, as some were calling him. 
Oh my god, fucking Peacock. How hard is it to, like, just gather a fucking semi-confident group to call a baseball game? My god, man. ESPN can't do it. NBC can't do it. You are multi-million, sorry, billion-dollar fucking franchises. My, like, just stop! My god! <laughs> it's not hard! Like, fucking, just pay Ed to do it. He'll do great. <laughs> I would get in trouble for... I'd like... Uh, so I like okay, sometimes I'll talk with like the uh, the the Nesson Plus guys, and they'll be like, "Oh no, you should, you should get you and, uh, and Parker on for uh, for pregame." And I would love to do it. I'm also terrified that I would just like drop an f bomb in the middle of it, or like talk about like like yeah, you guys have some big beautiful penises. No, no, I'm sure something like that. Like just something that's gonna get me like so they would never. Oh, do it that's again. So, so like that's so. I'd like to do, do it, but shit. I'm nervous. It is, like, so on-brand for you. I feel like you would totally just casually be talking about someone's dick or just dropping out. <laughs> yeah, like, in the middle of, like... I think it's more so the first and the second. I don't think I swear as much as either of you guys do. No. Uh, you talk about dicks more. <laughs> what? Swearing? I never... What? I don't swear. I've never had a fucking problem swearing, ever. Not once. Who the fuck swears? I totally haven't had people tell me on Twitter that I swear too much. That did happen once, and it was still, like, kind of the to, highlight of my year. To which I said, year. you know, go back to selling Girl Scout cookies. Which, you know... <laughs> I like Girl Scout cookies. I, I love Girl Scout cookies. We need that. We need people to do that and not swear well at me when they do it. Don't say, fuck you, here's your Thin Mints. You know? Like, I don't want that. Here's your fucking Thin Mints. <laughs> Yo, that's being clipped. That has to be clipped. Um, Tim, who's your pick? Uh, Trap Dog. Okay, so you're both going. I was going with Justin Turner, but yeah, I can see the case for story. Yeah, he wins. Well, I would have respected Tristan Cassis, but you went with fucking Justin Turner, old fraud. <laughs> All right, so who do you have for um, the the son of a pitch? Um, he froze. My guy hasn't moved in three hours. <laughs> Fuck it, Chris Sale's back. Let's go, Sal. Yeah, I was going sale for mine too, actually. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't even mind being unanimous on this. Chris Sale fucking gave All me life right. energy. Number three for Chris Sale, good for you. And now, of course, everyone, what, 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 what's the special one you do every week, Hogdale? The poop sock. So Hogdale, every week, Hogdale takes a dump in his sock, and he gets on his little cute little mail carrier outfit, and he rides his horse into Boston, and he stops at the door of. Whichever Red Sox player had the worst week, and he gives them the Red Sox award, the poop sock. So who is it this year, Hanga? Who are you visiting? Man, this week, man, it's tough because, like, it was a pretty good series. This is a nice series. And, uh, you know, I hate to do it to him because he is my young king and he is better than Pedro Martinez ever was. But I'm going to have to give the poop sock to Brian Bayo with a really subpar performance this week. In a lot of other weeks, I have I've been able to avoid giving him the poop sock when he had a rough game, just because there was just way worse things going on. But there really isn't anything worse going on this week, so it's my displeasure to have to give Brian Bayo a very reluctant poop sock because uh, he I, he was bad. He, he wasn't he wasn't good enough. It's a terrible. Just ter- he had a terrible daytime game, so uh, I took a terrible daytime dump and I'm slinging it at his fucking doorstep. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, that's the one. Sorry, Brian <laughs> Bayo. Pitch better. Pitch better, nerd. Uh, to be fair, we've had some pretty good players. Devers has gotten one. Uh, the entire 
the entire uh, land mass of Puerto Rico oh, has gotten it before. <laughs> um, you know, you know, there have been some pretty uh, talented players. Yankees second base. Yeah, yeah. The Red Sox, the entire Red Sox front office, which they, I stand by that they deserved it that week. But uh, that's who. Uh, that's the poop sock. Um, we're not going to do uh, three up, three down, mostly because I did it. I, I was too busy having. Uh, uh, nervous breakdown about my dog to ask questions. So instead, uh, we're going to go straight. I, I think to that we've got the Timmy Hardcore or Hardcore Five, right? Yeah, I forgot to pin it this week. So okay, well you we're not doing that either. We're not doing uh, that either. Then uh, we'll all find it. One second. God damn it. No, dude, I was just going to tell you. I know it. Oh, okay, yeah, Timmy's going to oh, read wow. his own thing. That sounds we'll great. React. I love we'll, it. We'll, we'll all react. Right. All right, at five. I have Matt McLean. He's back on the list after Hogdale hit me with a who. <laughs> At four, we have obvious the staple of the list, Bryce Harper. Yep. Uh, say that, but he fell off the list one week, you fucking fraud. Uh, <laughs> three, Tristan Casas. Let's go! Tristan Casas would be my number one if I made a list. Like, fucking, every time he hits a home run, like, fucking, I literally, me and my agenda grow stronger at the same time. You should see it. It's like a fucking out-of-body experience. Two, Ellie De La Cruz. Huge. He's still the most exciting man in baseball. And um, due to his poop sock allegations, Brian Bayo has been booted from the one spot. And, <laughs> no. that, and that now belongs to Shohei Otani. That's valid. Yeah, I mean, Otani's, again, I've said it before, but he is a, a superhero from a manga that has escaped into the real world. That is extremely fucking accurate. Dude, low-key, is Ellie De La Cruz a fraud? 776 OPS? Stinky. That's like 60 points below Tristan Cassis. Fucking fraud. <laughs> Sad. Yeah, one point uh, one war. Who is this man? A joke. That that that's yeah. who he is. Fraudulent. This is a fraud fraudulent watch. All right, so I'm gonna get up the the, the series for uh, for next week. Um, let's see. Who the do we Nationals, have here? bro. The Nationals don't have real players on their team. Well, they're not in last place anymore. I think. All right, Ow. so to, yeah, tomorrow <laughs> it is. Uh, they they do have a real player pitching tomorrow. Um, it's, uh, one Nicholas Pavetta, eight and six with a 4.16 ERA versus Josiah Gray, who is, uh, he was one of the gems of the Turner and, um, uh, Scherzer trade. He's seven and nine with a 3.69 ERA. I believe he was an all-star this year for that. Yeah. Good for him. Uh, Sox so win. Okay, they win. So we've, yeah, we've got, we've got. Hogdale with that one. How about you, uh, Tim? Who do you think has that one? Um, I'm going to say it's a win. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's a win. I, I actually have a sweep. Surprise, surprise. Okay, so you're picking a sweep. Um, I think the Sox are going to drop that one. I think it's going to be close. I think it's like, because we're all excited right now. I think that there's going to be a little bit of a screen door in our submarine in the first game because that just is how the season goes. And I think it's going to be stupid. Like, but then it's going to pitch his, his brains out. And they're still going to lose like two to one or something. That'd be so annoying. I, it would be, but that's just how the season's good. Uh, so then game two, we've got seven and three with a 3.36 ERA, James Paxton against Mackenzie. That's a g- girl's name, Gore, who is six and nine <laughs> with a 4.62 ERA. Who do you have? 
Man, remember when like Padres fans were hyping up him up like he was going to be the second coming of Christ? Yeah, I remember my dad doing that at Appa and trying to trade him to me. <laughs> it didn't happen, but he tried. Yeah. Yo, he, who was who he trying to get though? Um, I honestly don't remember. We've made a lot of our like botched prospects trades before, where like neither of us end up holding on to the guy. Like I was. I was really into getting Carter Kaboom from him at one point, and I did, and then I didn't actually have the space on the team, so I just cut him. Oh my just, like, god! Like stupid ass trades like that. Um, Dude, but like, yeah, fucking... I didn't even want Gore though, even though like he's not bad or anything. I just like he doesn't do anything for me. The the biggest indicator that like you know uh, like prospects aren't everything all the time is like I remember like when the Padres system was getting hyped up, it's like yeah they have like three top twenty pitching prospects, man. This this rotation of theirs is going to be stacked, and then none of them panned out. <laughs> that sounds about about right. But yeah, I'm going I'm going Red Sox with that one. Sox, I'm probably gonna pick sweep too. So okay. Uh... So our final game, it's a 4.05 Thursday game, which means I will probably, I think I'm covering the Woo Sox game, so I'll probably just listen to that on my way over there. W. Uh, but it's um, it's Christopher Sale versus Patrick Corbin. So battle of the overpaid lefties, but one of those lefties <laughs> is a lot better when he's healthy. In that. Yeah, so one Sale. of those lefties is far worse than the other. Yeah, I'm going sale on that. So I think two of three, you guys think sweeps. Um, hopefully, hopefully we're we'll, we're right about that. Dude, Patrick Corbin is stinky. Four point four point eight five ERA, which is actually his best ERA uh, in a while. In the last like three years. Yeah. So you know, don't just throw money at guys because they had a good previous season. It is happen. funny. He literally had the one season that was really really good for them, their World yep. Series year, and then he just dipped. Yeah. <laughs> But you know what? I feel like they probably are pretty happy with the World Series. So what do you? What yeah, you they should do? be. It's just funny though. What are you gonna do? Um, so I think that's that's it for us. Does anybody have anything they want to add? Anything they want to talk about? Socks. Socks. Go socks.